The Fat Boy Show. Influencer Table on RX Radio. Get ready for the first ever Pulse Influencer Awards in Uganda, brought to you by Pulse Uganda. Welcome to yet another edition of Influencer Table. Here we come to talk to the influencers that are moving and shaking tables out there, making impact in various forms, in stimulating debate, in uh, having people exposed to new ideas. It's always interesting to see how people can just get so excited on social media and want to talk about different things. Hence, the influencers have arisen and are in control of these conversations or in some way are involved in directing and steering these conversations in interesting ways. And I think thanks to them, social media is all the more interesting. What is the impact of influencing? How can one become an influencer? Or if you are one, how can you be a more effective one? That's what we're here to talk about on today's edition of Influencer Table Brought to you by Pulse Uganda and, of course, your number one station, RX Radio. My name is Fat Boy, your host. So, I am joined by two very interesting uh, influencers, and I'm going to just let them go ahead and introduce themselves, starting with you. Um, thank you, Fat Boy. Uh, my name is uh, Jordan, Jordan from SJ. I um, That label of uh, influencer is uh, very problematic, uh, especially within the legal circles. I'm a lawyer by training um but uh, of late you know we're trying to change perceptions uh, in terms of what a lawyer can do a lawyer is no longer the person who goes to court i'm an influencer but also i'm a fully trained lawyer and today i'll be talking about the legal side of things okay yeah. and our second guest today yes uh, hello guys my name is nobody walter uh, i am a marketer i am a, an mc I'm an influencer. Uh, unlike Jordan, I, I won't be talking about the legal side of things. I like to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Jordan, uh, since you, you started off on an interesting note, uh, mm. I almost got the sense that the label of influencer rubs you the wrong way. Does it feel like it diminishes your more accomplished uh, you know, credentials? Do you think being a lawyer is a lot cooler than being an influencer? Mm, not quite. My profession is the one that has a bit of a problem with the label my, my profession is very conservative yeah so you have uh, people who believe that um, a lawyer is supposed to put on a suit on monday and go to work and draft legal pleadings and then file the pleadings before court that's the traditional understanding of what a lawyer is so if you told anyone that I am a legal influencer, for instance. They would, uh, they would cringe a bit. Yeah? They, would, they, would, they would cringe a bit, yeah. Or they might think that uh, the legal profession, uh, you know, got you disillusioned and so you decided to branch into something else. But I get your point. Yeah. Um, I think- oh, you were not earning enough because uh, I think a couple of months ago, there was a conversation on Twitter. <laughs> oh, the lawyer earns only 500000 in yeah. Uganda. So yeah. maybe you weren't you earning is that what this is? Uh, extra income? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, lawyers are paid poorly. That's a fact. That they're paid poorly. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I wish see, someone see, told me. You Can see? I show you my legal bills? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lawyers are paid poorly, um, especially young lawyers. And you know, senior lawyers are now making this argument around how um, if I give you space, it's really up to you to monetize that space. See the I'm same trying. way you yeah. bring in people 
at RX Radio and you do not pay them a salary and you expect that they are going to use maybe their um, um, the exposure to be able to make money for them. That's a bit of what the legal profession is. So in a way, you have to think creatively of other avenues to bring in money. Yeah. Okay, now you on the other hand, yeah. you're, uh, what is it that you do other than influence? Um, I do marketing mm-hmm. and, and branding for various brands. Okay, yeah, yeah, and sort of it ties in. So influencing is an extension of yes, that work that yeah, you do. Yeah, majorly. Now, when someone thinks of influencers on social media, they think of people who are there to just have fun, and these are yeah. just aimless people with uh, not much going on, not very educated, idle people who are attention seeking and yeah. uh, using that to try and make some money. Um, yeah, some shots there. <laughs> you know, people who seek fame on uh, social media or on the internet by doing you know, things that are a bit extreme. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they get their viral posts every now and then. And so they are influencers. What you do, is it different from that? Yeah, it's quite different from that. Why? Because uh, I believe every influencer must have a particular brand and what they must follow. Uh, what we see today is that very many influencers are actually very compromised and they go to every path. They uh, they eat from every table and plate. And that's something that, that is very, very disturbing and uh, very hard to deal with in the long run because at the end of the day, you might be 22, 23 and you're earning maybe a few bucks of an influencing gig. But at the end of the day, you must look at the long term. What are you trying to build now that will be able to? If we're to talk about the influencers, maybe even some people are just influencers in South Africa. They're big guys, big influencers with big contracts, not because they were throwing in a few viral tweets, a few nude posts here and there. <laughs> it's, they were in for the long term. Now, mm-hmm. a, a company like Mercedes-Benz could have that guy to influence for that kind of product. But how many people, how many influencers here in Uganda can actually stand to influence for Spear Motors? None. If we're talking about big brands in the country, mm-hmm. there are very, very few influencers. They call in a few guys just to, mm. actually, most influencers are amplifiers. Right. Yes, yeah. They're not yeah. influencers. Yeah, so they yeah. can amplify a campaign. They can amplify a product, <laughs> give it the buzz and and, 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 and and the tweets and the mentions, but they don't actually influence someone. Give someone an app. Tell them, you know what, we want you to influence people to download this app. Mm-hmm. How many installs shall they have by their name? Very <laughs> and that's a problem. So my kind of niche is that I associate <clears throat> with the brands that actually mean business. I associate with people, I even my content alone, uh, whether I'm on a gig or not, it's very, very particular. It's very definite because I want to uh, attract a certain kind of people. Do you think there are limits to how much you can influence for something? Because I think, uh, and, you know, in my conversations with, uh, you know, corporate managers and yeah. marketing managers, they do seem to imagine that uh, influencing is a bit of a silver bullet, that as long as you get the right influencer, your product is just going to fly off the shelf or your service is just going to take off. I get the feeling that's not entirely true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, there's that misconception that perhaps uh, the idea of influencing requires a bit more nuance to, to get involved in yeah. other than the way many companies are looking at it, which is just find the guy who's going viral, mm, yeah. throw money at him, and yeah. my campaign will be a success. Exactly. Uh, many... Influencer marketing is majorly about content. So someone could have a viral tweet over something very silly, <laughs> but they may not have a viral tweet 
on someone's gig on someone's company on someone's brand or product and that's a problem so what many companies are doing is uh let's find the people that have the much following mm-hmm. and then sometimes there could be pros and cons to that at the end of the day but most importantly what uh, what are your KPIs as a company what do you want to achieve from that person's uh kind of uh work that they're providing so what comes back to us as influencers is how adaptive am i to the kind of client that i have if i have dstv for example how am i going to create content that goes viral for dstv then the next time maybe minister of health comes through how am i going to push or even influence their campaign so that it's suitable for the audience i'm i'm still serving the same audience meanwhile mm-hmm. i have 12k followers i'm still serving them dstv i'm serving the minister of health i'm still serving <laughs> them maybe you girl <laughs> but a little bit of everything a little bit of everything so how am i able to curate the content how creative am i to create so we have very many people that, uh, many influencers that actually feed off script so mm. if you don't give them a script they have no work to do mm. but yeah. they have the following yeah but let them have no gig oh they can post a picture and it do go viral that's, that's it that's it okay but, so um does it matter why someone goes viral so let's say uh, a person has amassed a huge following on social media yeah. because you know they get let's say involved in scandalous behavior <laughs> yeah. or maybe they're dating a celebrity <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. or they're having a fight there's an online beef between this celebrity yeah. and that celebrity yeah. it goes viral or maybe someone has posted a silly video of themselves uh acting in a very humorous clownish way which of course is fun we love watching those silly videos and the mm. people behind them can go viral uh but the question is does that therefore mean a company should then utilize that person to be their influencer is it about the numbers or is it about the impact the person can have in convincing people to either buy or try your product you see ugandan brands are we a country that is increasingly becoming obsessed with what's trending um mm. it's always about what's trending um you see right now you've got to tailor your campaigns to controversial things because that's the only way you're going to get traction yeah. uh i remember there was a, there was a particular brand that uh really capitalized on uh, the fact that women prepare food for their husbands <laughs> to, to, to 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 push a particular brand product, uh, yeah. a particular product and the problem with such advertising is that you've got a segment of people who and especially reasonable people who are not looking at what's trending people who are going to interact with your content and they'll think there is a huge problem so it's a fetish and i'm going to call it a fetish because it's everywhere it's on our TVs right now uh it's a, it's a trend fetish yes it's a trend fetish we we are so obsessed for so long as i open that tab and i'm able to see i'm trending at number 1 or number 2 or number 3 that's the most important thing and it's you miss the bigger picture you Conversion. see of let yeah. as influencing for a particular um, brand and they were not really tied to kpi to trending and all that they wanted people who had particular questions about the product that we were selling for us to yeah. be able to you know to interact with them yeah. and that's exactly what we did but we didn't really trend and the thing is those brands are usually the exception to the rule because the number one KPI you're going to be given is man we have to trend we've either got to be number Big 1 black. exactly trend, number trend, one trend. or number two so you find <laughs> um 
there's a lot of grammar issues in the tweets that content does not make sense yeah. it really doesn't make sense but think of it you are a marketing manager selling a particular brand of a product yeah. beverage service whatever it is um and you want your campaign to blow up yeah uh so why wouldn't you want to associate with the uh, trending uh, so you know? i'll give you an example there was a time uh there was a court case that was going on and in law we have something called the subjudice rule yeah the subjudice rule states that you cannot comment on a matter that's already going on before a court of law mm-hmm. yeah it's actually an offense punishable under our laws but this person who was leading the campaign thought it wise to get a group of influencers mm-hmm. and, and basically their tweets were really tabloid tweets yeah it was you know this is wrong but it wasn't really going into the foundational legal issues mm-hmm. that were being raised in the case so yes they did trend but everyone was laughing at how ridiculous that campaign mm-hmm. was because one you're not going to influence any judge Mm-hmm. from just about what you tweet. I mean, Twitter is not a real place. All right, but <laughs> now that you bring that up, I mean, maybe there are different dimensions to influencing on what the goal is. Of yeah. course, normally yeah. we understand it in terms of uh raising awareness about products and services or maybe events or apps or things like that. But what it comes to even like judicial matters, influencers come in play. Well, uh we tried it here. I I mean, you know Ugandans, we 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 have a knack for uh for inventing stuff. We, we tried it here, but it was a fiasco because the thing is, you had influencers, uh people who had huge reach, have 10k followers and above, 100,000. But the problem was that um lawyers who are knowledgeable about the matter at hand mm. were actually coming out to discredit what these people are tweeting because what they were tweeting had no basis in law. Okay, so in other words it backfired. It, yeah. it looked like a transparent attempt to engineer yeah. Yeah. the narrative. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so it had the opposite effect. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, okay, so you have to be careful you about this. To. You've uh, you've you've you got to be careful. Imprisoned. So, as you know, uh the Uganda government blocked access to Facebook and this is because uh, Facebook shut down the accounts of uh, several uh, influencers in support of uh one political party of the ruling regime uh and uh, obviously they felt that it was almost an attempt at an interference in the political process of a country because look i mean if you are a country engaged in a political contest you have directed resources towards having people there that can amplify your messaging and can steer and direct conversation in other words influencers and many of these people had created various accounts maybe some of them are questionable but nonetheless they were out there added their voice to the noise yeah uh but sadly uh facebook shut down their accounts now uh is that an example of uh, political influencing uh in effect and the fact that the uganda government decided to punish uh facebook for doing that does that show how serious uh online influencing is in the political realm and it's important you, you see i have a problem with facebook's policy of um of sort of deciding which people to censor uh coming out and deciding and saying no look uh this particular group of people um they're putting out fake news or their content is disinformation exactly you see the concept of freedom of expression is such that fat boy you could come here and and he's a christian by the way and, and i know <laughs> 
I, I, I know, know where you're going. I know, I know. <laughs> you see, freedom of expression should be that fat boys should be allowed to talk about the concept of free thought without Norbert feeling like I'm he attacked. is so attacked, he's so yeah. pressed, offended, so offended that um, your opinion should not even go out. And, and that's a problem. You see, I support freedom of expression to the mm. point that even when you're saying something so ridiculous, you should be allowed to say it. And you who mm. claims to say something which is right, mm. you should also equally be given an opportunity to respond to the disinformation that has come out. And we leave the public to judge. Not uh, saying that you see um, these people, yes, they could have been suspended because maybe um, according to Facebook policies, you're not supposed to create different accounts and pseudo accounts and all that. I understand that bit. But to say they were peddling in spreading fake news and misinformation, I think that's to go contrary to um, principles of freedom of expression. Now, do you worry that as influencing grows, essentially, and a cynical person put it this way, that it is an economy of nothing. It is essentially air. Um, because as social media expands and more and more people get on social media, you're going to end up with several pockets of influence that it's going to be hard to mm. really mm. channel any message mm. uh, in a way that can be mm. effectively you know, disseminated in a coordinated way. It's turning into the Wild West. Mm. Is there a need for some more thought in terms of the kind of order and structure we might want so that influencing can still make sense? Because otherwise, you're going to be barking from that corner. You're on yeah. another corner. You're in another corner. So how does the message sink in and mm. get out there? Yeah. Mm. What, think, do you, what do you think I about th- that? I think, I think it's important for every person to define their niche. Yeah. Um, there is a very famous aircraft influencer this man just blogs about aircrafts uganda airlines he did the same thing brussels emirates that's his niche when he is communicating to his audience he's communicating aircrafts you'll never find him blogging about food i'm sorry to say but i'm not going to mention names but we have we we have a, a food blogger in uganda she's a lady so recently i was I was talking to a chef friend uh-huh. and then we're trying to see what can we change on the food industry. She was trying to get ideas. Let's look at some food bloggers we have in the country. Mm-hmm. And then we go to her YouTube page and then when we open the YouTube page, there is a video there. The video, later on, we realize she's talking about cafeteria. But at the start of the video, she's actually opening a Cafe Java's food pack. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like... What is going on here? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is going on here? Like, you have Cafe Javas, you're actually opening the food pack. Oh, yeah. And then later on in the video, people realize you're going to... I'm sorry, I'm going to mention names. You have your friends seated at Cafe Seri eating food. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what is the intention of the video? Who are you trying to convince to go to where? So Right, right. <laughs> there was no direction. That's the problem with every influencer. People are influencing tech products. Look at markers in the US. Mm -hmm. That's their niche. So if we have particular people say, I am a political influencer, whatever they say is judged according to that. I am uh, a brand influencer, maybe fashion, maybe food, maybe anything else, but I have defined my niche so that let me be judged from that perspective. And if I say something that is out of my niche and bracket, you can judge me wrong and make me right. 
Or the better way to do that is to invite someone who is an expert yes. in that field. Yes, so exactly. that I can collaborate. So maybe I may be more of a fashion influencer. Yeah. Let's say today I want to talk about, uh, I wish to engage a phone company or yeah. to, to market their products. So what I would do is I would invite a phone expert or a tech yeah. expert yeah. to join me on yeah. my show, my podcast mm, or yeah. vlog yeah. Yeah. to talk about it in a casual way that is yeah. relatable to my audience or yeah. fashion yeah. Uh, enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, and that way, the brand isn't misrepresented. The subject is covered with some degree of uh, authenticity knowledge. Yeah. and knowledge. Yeah. And uh, I think that extra effort might help many of our you know, influencers, yeah. uh, you know, be able to do a better job of it without compromising their authenticity and compromising their integrity. Yeah, the, the problem with very many influencers is that they don't value collaboration. That's something that we've seen. If, oh, if it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, the big guy. dog. I have, yes, I have the following. I, I, I am doing this. I am doing that. So um, anyone else that could be less of my following, they may not really do much. So um, I will take the big buck you take the pancake so let's just stay in our lanes do what you know what to do and then i also do what i what i know how to do i am good at talking oh someone else may be good at acting just act weird oh dance funny tiktok videos and that's their niche mm-hmm. so but if we can find a way how to mix that up for content and deliver to brands and the audiences that we serve then i think we would be on a very better path on this and, 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 and boy, you see, the, the problem where we find ourselves is in the belief that everyone now thinks they're an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Everyone thinks yeah, that they sure. can actually. But influence. just a minute, isn't everyone an influencer? <laughs> Essentially, yes. Because if I see, can command the respect and attention of twenty people, even. Am I not an influencer? influencer. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe not professional, but... (laughs) Exactly. So, and and you see... You don't have to add it in your Twitter bio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the way, that's the thing. But when you do that, don't you compromise it? Don't you compromise your role as an effective influencer? Because everyone just assumes you're talking because you've been paid. Right? So you kind of want to just keep it... uh, Yeah. yeah. But wait a minute. Uh, Don't... uh, Many of these social media companies require you to disclose the fact that uh, it is a paid advertisement. I, I think I recalled a few people got in trouble on Instagram. I think. Yeah, yeah. One of the Kardashians. Yeah. I, I think they were promoting something, and then they didn't either in in their description they did not properly disclose that it yeah. was you know this paid promotion, and so they got in trouble. Uh, if it is openly stated that, like, if I come out and I'm like, yo my tweet or something says okay this is a paid promotion Sponsor. and then i'm trying to endorse a product does not affect the impact of the influencing because now it just comes across as a paid announcement exactly it does exactly i think it's it does. it's supposed yeah. to look organic yeah. for it to yeah. work it, it should look organic, organic. Yes. Yeah. yes so what Very do you do natural. in that situation uh, and it goes back to how creative people are being you see uh, there is uh, is particular friends of mine, um, the executives. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I like to disturb them a lot. Uh, the okay. executives, you may not know them, fat boy, but these guys are a music duo. And I'm always tweeting about them consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people at a point were asking whether I was actually influencing for them. But it's just that I'll fit them anywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, after this show, I'm going to tweet about how I talked about the executives. <laughs> so um, so I, I think we need to think of more creative ways of putting content out there. And I, I've seen a few people trying, really trying not to make it so obvious. But hey, if you're using a hashtag, chances are high that that's a paid, a, paid, promotion. a paid promotion. Um, yeah. So... Be rest assured. In fact, 
I've been checking my engagement every time I use a hashtag or hashtag buy this mm-hmm. or get this or hashtag what my engagement is really low yeah. because yeah. I think people then are like ah yeah, you know it's a gig you're getting paid yeah you're getting paid so why should I give you that so I think we just have to be more creative around that not making it so obvious to say you know I I want this hashtag to trend or um I want you to reach this particular impressions or stuff like that yeah well there is so much clutter of information and noise on social media now anticipate companies are going to change their approach to influencing or do you think they're going to stay the course does the current framework work well for them or do you think they're going to have to rethink one uh, there is trend jacking <laughs> what's that trend jacking <laughs> trend jacking yeah. what's that trend jacking uh, for example um, <laughs> uh, recently personally I, I threw out a tweet uh, about a one lady Nakamanya of course it was a pseudonym very many people don't know but so Nakamanya was one friend uh, that I invited to church and she didn't come and she chose to go to a secular event so, sorry fat boy it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so when that happened, uh, the idea was, why would she choose to go to a secular event and come to church? I was hurt. My feelings were hurt. So, very many people tend to blow it out of proportion. Mm, hey, yeah. Tata man, and, and, and that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's good. It's good for me. It works for me. So, yeah. I've delivered the message. I've delivered the message. So, later on, I see a few brands uh, coming along to use the name Nakamanya in their copy in their posts oh uh, we want to give nakamanya uh, <laughs> a hotel yeah, night stay yeah, at our yeah. hotel please if anyone meets nakamanya let us <laughs> so that's trend jacking so oh. that's one if something goes viral they can trend jack and, and be part of the conversation it makes them still uh, relevant, relevant yeah. and still youthful because yeah. some brands are really really old like some computers in uh, offices but (laughs) no go ahead the other part of um brands how brands could be part of this current influencer market is uh to choose the right influencers for their brand and for their campaign uh if i have an event and i want it to go viral all over i don't see the need to bring jordan on the gig on the campaign if jordan is uh naturally uh, a person that speaks a lot of English which must be on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to talk to the LinkedIn crowd, yeah, yeah, you, you get to, it. Yeah, just go to Jordan because he's going to speak a lot of English and it, it has a lot of conglomerates and, you know, terminology. <laughs> uh, yes, country mm. diplomats and that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. I was at the US Embassy. Now, that kind of person, you do not bring him <laughs> uh-huh. to an event organized by Silk. Or Malembe, you know? So, <laughs> Brands should start to choose the right influencers for the campaigns that they have and they want to run. And that, I think that way it, uh, it gives them the reach that they want and also it taps into the audiences that they really want to get into and also conversion because conversion is key. Marketing is all about conversion. Um, let me ask you about uh, payment uh, because obviously <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is why people do it. This is why yeah. people are influencers. Yeah. Um, how can one negotiate payment and what should one expect to be paid uh, and how do you decide what one should be paid? You know, if I'm a marketing manager and I want to push my campaign and there's a, an influencer has 50,000 followers, there's another influencer with 200,000 followers. I feel like Fatboy wants who, to give who, us a gig. Right? Who, do I pay, no, I who do I pay what <laughs> amount of money and how is that decided? 
Um, first of all, influencers have types and uh, you know he hinted on it he talked about how uh, that will also determine how much they get paid these i'll call them class a influencers yeah these guys um may not really have so many followers but they get high engagement yeah for a person like Jude Mugabe tweets about your content yeah chances are high that you know people are going to relate with your content chances are high uh people are going to show up for your event for your activity that's class a there's class b influencers that fall below that class they are not as sophisticated they are not as but they really have the numbers yeah you give it to them they yeah. really have the numbers mm-hmm. then you have class c who are willing to get any money for so long as <laughs> We're at a gig, we're making money. It doesn't really matter. So some of them influence for tickets, some of them influence for uh, really, yeah, and paltry amounts of money. But I think negotiation comes back to the individual. And there are people who've walked away from gigs because they felt they were being paid little. Yeah. But with the current economic condition, how many of those people are there? So you find a gig plug will determine for you, will tell you, um, they're giving giving 100,000 and we want to train for a whole month mm-hmm. take it or leave it if you do not take that opportunity there's going to be another person that's willing to jump on it so i think how a person really um ensures that they put themselves out there and they're able to negotiate for more pay really comes down to what you've done with your brand like what he was talking about are you the kind of person who um tweets about everything mm-hmm. or are you the kind of person who has really created a particular niche around yourself chances are high that you'll be able to negotiate for more pay yeah. depending on the industry where you've uh, you've decided to should you yourself. get uh, management or your like your influencing would it be a good idea the way artists have managers who negotiate their fees and the work uh, i think so I, I, in the longer run it would be a very good uh, thing to do because uh Some people are also not very certain about how much they value. Yeah. So that's a problem. Uh some people also don't really kind of want to get into the money detail. Yes, the brands come through, but also they want to be sure that it's a good brand for their brand. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I had mentioned earlier is that uh influencers are compromised. So even when it comes to payment they don't know how much exactly they should be earning from yeah. a particular campaign or from a particular brand because they are compromised they influence for everything. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So now we have the issue of um I don't know how much I should earn from this or oh, like Jordan said uh maybe the gig plug is just going to define how much you should take home. Yeah. And perhaps it's not even the amount of money that the company is actually paying. Mm. Maybe they have a, a percentage of it. That's okay. But it shouldn't be really heavy on on the influence I was putting on the work. I mean, 100k you want to trend for a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you see. Yeah. Um the problem with um a friend of mine uh, was talking about this why it would be very difficult for social media influencers to unionize because you've got on the one hand people who are willing to make 2 million from a gig. Yeah. And you also have people who are willing to take 50,000 for the same gig. 
So, yeah. where exactly will those two ever meet to unionize and they say, man, I don't think know, it can happen. I mean, it's it it's can't. true of anything. Graphic yeah. design. There'll be a design firm that will charge 10 million for a yeah. campaign and another yeah. guy who'll design your flyer for 50K. Yeah. So, I, I guess it all comes down to what you think your value is worth. Uh, my teacher used to tell me that, you see, if you're a lawyer, you'll have a client who'll look at you and they decide... Let me give you 50,000 for border border because you look like you came on a border border. Yeah. <laughs> so presentation matters. Yes. Presentation. Yes. How you package yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think there is also the issue of content. Now, brands realize that brands have started appreciating creativity. Mm. How much creativity do you put into your work? Uh, are you just waiting for the script? If you're that kind of person, then most likely you're going to earn so little that mm. the person is actually going to put in the work. We've seen the tech space or even social media change so much that's why you have podcasts podcasts are no longer just audio we have video podcasts as well so if someone is going to put in the work to do uh, a video and uh, knowing very well that social media now is all about visuals and not just uh, a, a flyer mm-hmm. then that kind of person is most likely to earn more than you who's just going to put out just oh listen to rx radio and that's all Right, right, yeah. right. So if, if someone just comes here and just plays around with a microphone, oh, they don't even have to add a hashtag. They just need to show this. RX Radio. Wow. Yeah. And then someone will be like, oh, there's RX Radio. So someone will be infused in their mind and they want to check out what is RX Radio. And then they go on the internet and check out. Before you know it, you have a new subscriber. Wow. And just like that. Just like that. Just like that. All right. So I guess influencing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we can only expect it to grow yeah, uh, going yeah. forward. Uh, what would be your final word to uh, people who would be interested in joining influencing? Um, join. Join. <laughs> there's um, enough room for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's enough room. You take what you're worth. All right. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. All right. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys. Uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, and uh, that's what we do here on uh, Influencer Table. We talk to influencers of various stripes that are out there making an impact. Influencers Table is brought to you by Pulse Uganda and RX Radio. Make sure to join us for the next one. Influencer Table on RX Radio. Get ready for the first ever Pulse Influencer Awards in Uganda, brought to you by Pulse Uganda. (laughs) RX Radio.